In the name of Jesus, amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we cover all the crucifixes in black cloth the one day we probably ought to look at them. Sometimes we're dumb. I don't know. Spent a lot of time arguing about these stupid things, though. All this over whether or not to hang a dead Jesus on a couple of pieces of wood. Some people tell me the crosses ought to be empty. I don't think it's a spoiler at this point to tell you that Jesus rises on Sunday. Then again, we love baby Jesus in our nativities not wanting him on the cross because he's risen, sort of like not wanting him in your activity because he grows up. I think it's mostly an excuse. Dead Jesus hanging there on the cross, it's kind of sad. It's an image of death. And that big dead Jesus on my cross, it takes up all the room where those inspiring quotes should be, like all the crosses I see on Hobby Lobby. Instead, we get something gruesome, violent, ugly. And today, the day he's actually on it, we cover it up. Because the crucifix is not just the symbol for Good Friday, but for the whole passion, for the crucifixion and for the resurrection. The crucifix is ugly, as terrible, as gruesome as it is. It is our symbol of hope. That our God has not left us in a world this dark. That our God has not abandoned us because of the things that we have done to each other and to ourselves. That our God would not look down from the heavens and scoff as we beg and plead for just a little bit of help. The crucifix. It's the answer. Your God has saved you. You can even see just how he did it. You can even see that it is finished. There was a singular mark in time where all of creation bent to the will of God as he expressed wrath over sin and mercy to sinners, to me and to you and to all. To veil the cross this day is to imagine that we might not actually have the whole thing yet. To ask that dark what if. What if the world really was as dark as it seems sometimes? What if there was no certainty and we were not so sure that there really was a God who loved us in heaven? What if there was no forgiveness for what we have done and this is it what if there is no help no matter how much we beg and plead no matter how much we do no matter how much we give no matter how much we cry what if we are on our own it's dark except the thing is even when we cover this cross With black cloth, you know what's underneath. As dark as Good Friday seems, you know what Easter brings. We ought to pray that way too. To imagine that we're not already saved by God is to imagine that you can't see through this black cloth to the cross that's underneath it. I know it's dark, but you know what's there. That's exactly how our Lord would teach us to pray. Deliver us from evil. 
It's on our lips. It's what the whole Lord's Prayer leads up to. It is what is on our mind at the very worst moments of our lives because there is evil down here. Lots and lots. And so we pray this thing like we need to make something happen. Lord, deliver us from evil, please. Do it now. I'm begging. Lord, deliver us from evil and I will do anything. I will be better. I will get more to pray because you just don't seem to want to pay attention no matter how much you promise to love me and then leave me here to suffer on my own. We pray like it is somehow some sort of magic spell that will somehow finally get God's attention, like it is some magic word that will make him suddenly cast out the demons, protect us from calamity, and save us from each other. All through Lent, we have prayed the Lord's Prayer. We have looked at each petition, and over and over again, God has shown us something, something very important, because the little words, they're usually the most important ones. It is finished. God worked a long time before you prayed. And God worked when you forgot to. And God worked when you were too stubborn. And God worked when you were too sinful. And God worked when you couldn't for the life of you find the right words. And God worked when you didn't deserve it. And he will work a long time after you're gone. He works because he loves you. You can measure that here. Christ bled and died for you. That is the love that God has for you. That is the love that will not wait in heaven until we get enough people to shout, so that he will finally pay attention to us. That is not the love that waits until we deserve the help that we're so desperate for. That is the love that has acted 2,000 years before you were ever born to cry out, bearing your sins, your iniquities, your death upon a cross. It is finished. That you might not simply be the sum of the awful things that you have done and the terrible things done to you. That you might not be every last day that you wish you could forget. That you might not be every disease or illness that assails you. You are this, holy, righteous, forgiven, and alive because Christ died for you. This is prayer. Prayer is not trying to get God to change his mind and finally help you, but to comfort you by showing that he has already worked. Do you really think the God who loves you enough to bleed and die for you will ignore your pleas now? Do you really think that the God who insists that you pray doesn't know what's going on and doesn't already wish to work for your good? He bled and died for you to save your life, to save your soul, to save you from damnation itself by facing it for you. Of course he has already worked. This is what we find when we pray. Our Father who art in heaven means God insists upon being our Father. God insists upon taking care of us even as he has already saved us. Deliver us from evil. He has. It is finished. It is done. We are delivered even now and we can see where he has done it. We can even see how. This is what it looks like when God answers prayer. He steps into the middle of it for you. He faces the darkest days and he comes out alive again. We pray in this petition in summary that our Father in heaven would rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation. And finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. He has already done this for you. I know that it is dark down here. I know that the valley of the shadow of death is an awful place and I got a strong hunch that I am not the only one who has prayed desperate in the middle of it and heard no kind of response. So see, 
see where your God answers. He has been crucified for you. Your sins are forgiven you. Eternal life, that's yours. The answer to every last prayer already worked, even before you could ever pray them, because your God, your God has already saved you. He has done this for you, for the evil that surrounds you, to deliver you from it. Yes, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we will fear no evil, for thou art with us. We are delivered, because it is finished. The cross is steady, even when the world keeps turning. It's dark down here, and it seems like there's a new evil popping up all the time, but he has already worked to deliver you from it. The world keeps turning, but the cross is steady. It always answers. It always speaks peace. It always speaks forgiveness and life and salvation. Whatever you have done, God still loves you enough to die for you. Whatever has been done to you, God washes you clean in the blood of the Lamb. You are holy. You are priceless. You are worth more than gold or silver. You are worth the blood, the death of God himself. I know we cover up these crosses, but you still know what's under the veil. It is finished, and you know what comes after Good Friday. Amen. <laughs>